This is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I'm just so grateful that we have another opportunity, saints, to come together as a family of believers. It's a study time, a time where we can grow together. And for tonight's purposes, we, we just ended in this past month, the Just Mercy series and a, a round of applause. I'm just grateful for those who was able to share with us concerning the Just Mercy and looking at the book of Micah uh, has truly blessed us. And so in this next month, this month of March, tonight we're going to kick off our Disciple Making Church Bible Study Series. And there is no other subject, uh, Deacon Forrest, that really is dear to me, is, is really dear to uh, pastoral ministry. And that is a disciple making, becoming a disciple making church. In just a minute, we're going to talk about uh, Matthew as a foundational text, Matthew 28. But before I go there, I want to really uh, just kind of talk about this piece, this process of discipleship. What happens sometimes is we, we get away from this conversation of discipleship uh, within the church. And sometimes it has been viewed as a underlining issue for the local church, uh, not just for First Baptist, but all of our churches. Because the purpose uh, of discipleship in the areas of formation, transformation, and application. If we're not forming our theology, if we're not being transformed, if we're not applying the word, discipleship cannot take place. And I'm saying that as a pastor, we want to push the envelope of discipleship, formation, transformation, and application. And that requires uh, some work. In order to address uh, the concern, uh, you, you do know there are declining numbers in churches all over this country. And what I'm finding out uh, Sister Bailey, is that discipleship is what Jesus was all about. Let's look at our text tonight. If you have your Bibles close to you, if you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles with you, I really want you to, just a few verses as our foundation tonight. Matthew 28, Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. I'm just going to read a few verses because I, I don't want to give you so much scripture, but I really want you to look at the gist of this conversation of discipleship. And we want to invite conversation. Matthew 28 says, verse 18, you have your Bibles with you. It says, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then this is what he says in verse 19. He says, go, that's action. Go therefore <clears throat> and make disciples 
of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, I end here. Teaching them, teaching them to observe all things that I command you. And lo, I'm with you always. That that's the promise, right? That's that's the Mardi Gras. <laughs> that's the Mardi Gras. I'm with you. So in other words, discipleship, you're not doing it by yourself. Even to the end of the age. Mark says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, Luke says in 24, Luke says that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So when we talk about discipleship, this business of discipling, we have to keep the gospel message in front of us. This good news is focused on what? Jesus' death and resurrection. All who respond to these saying events are called discipleship. We just heard on this past Sunday, Reverend Jarrell Jones said, no more excuses. And that's where we got to get to church. No more excuses because his work requires such an urgency. The gospel we preach and believe dictates the kind of disciples we become and the kind of disciples we make. We should all be making disciples. Point two. <clears throat> we are compelled to be and make disciples of Jesus. You, you should be making disciples. It's not just for the pastor, the deacons, the trustees, the choir. Everybody has a role to play and it points back to the gospel. We believe Jesus Christ is supreme and worthy of all devotion. If that's what we proclaim, we worship him, we love him, and as a result, disciple-making ought to be a natural instinct and necessary response to Christ's command with a, a laser focus. It was Jesus himself who made disciples who could make disciples. If you're not making disciples, what are you doing? That's not an option. It's a command. We're compelled to be and make disciples. Now, the text says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So in other words, you got everything you need to make disciples. 
You have his word and you have his spirit. It's time to make disciples because God requires. He says, oh, power. Now, this was no more the humble peasant of Galilee, <laughs> but the mighty son of God. So even in his death and his resurrection, he conquered the enemy. And because of that, he's given you authority. You have the authority. So what jumps out for me, Deacon Forrest says, he's given us all power. But then it says in verse 19, all nations <laughs> teach to teach is actually making disciples. This is a commission to take the gospel to all the nations, to your neighborhoods. That's what I'm saying. We have to get back to discipleship where we become a disciple-making church. Formation, transformation, an application. There are folk who know the word. <clears throat> they can sing with the best of them. They can quote it. They can sing it. But when you start talking about the ap application, applying the word, that's when the real change takes place, saints. Evangelism emerged out of persecution. That's when we get to the book of Acts. But they would evangelize and disciple with an urgency. But evangelism alone is not the commission. After you win people, they should be baptized. I didn't say it. That was the word. They should be baptized. Which suggests a local church fellowship. And while they fellowshipping, we should be teaching. Which suggests the teaching and preaching of the word of God. See, let me say this. We need to keep in mind, church, that our commission is not simply to win souls, but to make disciples. So after you win folk over, you got to train them up, which includes winning them and bringing them to Christian fellowship. But watch this, building them up in the most holy faith. Why do you think folk fall by the wayside? Because there's no word in them. It's the word that's going to keep you. It's the word that gives you a, a solid foundation. And that's one thing to talk about how much we love God. But we got to love our neighbor.
And while we're thanking God for every Christian ministry, we need to thank him for the local church. <laughs> Listen, some folk, they spend all their time to critique what's wrong with the church. If we spit that same energy critiquing the church, if you could mute your phone for me, mute your phone for me. I apologize. Mute your phone for me, please, please. Mute your phone, please. Thank you. If we spend time, mute your phone, please. Thank you. If we spend time, mute your phone, please. Mute your phone. Okay, I got it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, saints, if we spend, if we spend time critiquing the church, let's spend more time uplifting and commending the church. Next, Jesus is the model ministry. He shows us how to live and how to make disciples. We, we ought to be duplicating ourselves in the ministry, in the church. He, he, he told them, he says, do what I've done and walk as I have walked. And I think, Sister Bailey, that Paul understood this when he said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. See, discipleship demands us to follow the resurrected Christ. But what's the motive? Love. Love is always the motive. The great commandment, it precedes the great commission. Now, Loving God and loving people is the passion behind the priority behind the mission. It, it, it's, it's almost like saints, it's the heart behind the hands. Next, sis, if, 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 mute your phone for me. Mute your phone for me. Just hit star twice on your phone. Thank you. Hit star twice on your phone to mute to mute your phone. Oh, okay. Thank okay, you. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. You're okay. So when we talk about discipleship, it's about God's agenda for each of us that we stay close to him and bear fruit. Being fruit-bearing disciples. And then ultimately, we want to bear much fruit. That, that's evidence that we are disciples. God transforms. He says, if we abide in him and his love in us, that something powerful can take place. 
Jesus, he, he, he's so awesome. He, he masterfully, he shows us how love produces disciples, <laughs> right? That, that's really what it is. If love is not in discipleship, you, you can't disciple effectively. It's about reaching and developing. And to develop, that means, that means that we helping others to grow, right? Here's another final piece. And all of this, going back to the text, he says, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And to do that effectively, we need the Holy Spirit who empowers us. That's right, the Holy Spirit. Listen, don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> don't, don't be afraid of the Spirit. When, when God puts somebody on your heart, pray for them. Discipleship, disciples, cannot be made through fleshly efforts. This is a spirit-led work. And disciple-making is not just a good strategy. It's not just a great concept. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. And so... When we talk about discipleship, discipling, if, if those for my note takers, if those taking notes, discipling is intentional training with accountability on the basis of loving relationships. And sometimes, we cannot effectively disciple because folk don't want to be held accountable. A discipling leadership develops a method to making disciples. If we claim that we love the Lord and we want to be transformed, there has to be some application. There has to be a change. And sometimes, Sister Eubanks, we want everything around us to change except us. So the real work begins with us, discipling. Let me ask you this. Who have you brought to Christ in the last three months? Just think about it. Who have you won by the sharing of the gospel? I mentioned earlier, formation. See, formation, we mention that because of the fact that formation is the way something is 
arranged and organized. And the belief for the Christian life, it should be about growth, development, and structure. That's what we call the spiritual disciplines. That's the process of formation. We mentioned earlier, transformation. Now, biblical discipleship is a process of inward transformation. Something has to happen on the inside for the believer. Now, what is transformation? Transformation is a change in form or appearance. So, in other words, it's important to understand biblical discipleship. That's what sanctification is all about. The transformation, the, the already, but not yet. And we just praise God for grace. I said the, the transformation, I mentioned formation, application. This is where we can, this is where we're weak at. Discipleship is about applying in the word. Now, application is, is, is an act of putting to use what you're learning. Applying to what we're learning. See, when a believer con continues to develop in the areas of formation and transformation, there must be an avenue through what we can practice what's been taught. But if we're not practicing, we're hearing preaching, we're hearing the teaching, but are we practicing it? So we can't just teach it. We got to do it, right? We, we, we got the, we got the, it's the doing. It's the doing. My next point, my next point, we open it up. See, the church is a living organism, not just an institution. It's a living organism. But the church exists for discipleship. Why do you think we have the local church? Not just to come on Sunday morning. Absolutely not. And disciples are the delivery system. I love that. The delivery system of the kingdom of God. See, when the church reverses the process and attempts to get the world to go to church instead of the church going to the world, the results is going to be chaos. We are the model. We're living epistles and they have a right to critique. They have a right to look on us, but don't spend so much time critiquing and you're not commending. If you're not going to lift the church, what's the point? This is what he says. Paul says, the equipping of the edifying 
of the body. See, equipping, see, the church is not all the way it's about membership. And I would say this for, for, for any pastor. It's not about membership. Now we have to look at that. We have to look at it. But it's not all about that. It's about discipleship. You, I would rather have 50 members who are discipling than 100 who are just sitting. And folk are sitting and spectating. That's not what the work is about. Equipping is the linchpin of the movement. That's what Christ was about. All Christians are called to disciple who grow to help other disciples. That's called the church. If we're going to create an atmosphere where we're discipling, we got to teach, we got to train. And there are some folk who've been in a church all their lives and they haven't been trained for nothing. I suggest that we get back to discipleship and training. Even as a pastor, I, I want to I go to every conference, every seminar I can, because I want to be a better pastor, a better teaching. I am a dean, and I say this humbly, of a Christian college. How can I not talk about Christian education? And I suggest that we begin to develop a deeper meaning of disciple. I'm not just saying for believers, but become a disciple making church. But what's the, what's the foundation? It's the word. The Bible was written by disciples. Disciples of Jesus. That's, that was the whole point. This is what he says. Teaching them to observe all things that I commanded you. What has God commanded you to do? He gives us a promise. I am with you always. You are not in this work alone. Pastor Thorpe is not in this work alone. The deacons are not in this work alone. The trustees are not in this work alone. The missionaries are not in this work alone. The choir leading the worship is not in this work alone. It's all of us. And this, we have the, the unction and the authority of God. All I'm saying is, you go forward with the Spirit of God. What else has he called you to do? And that is to make disciples. He says, go into all the world. Go into all the world. That, that could be your neighborhood. 
that that could be that could be your family. I'm suggesting that discipleship is the process of developing or making a disciple. And the first time disciple is mentioned in the Bible, I think somewhere in Isaiah, where it talks about, it's translated uh, um, a, a disciple, one who, who, who's a follower. And we heard it on Sunday. He says, follow me. And then the response was from one, he says, he says, he says, he says, um, let, let me go bury my father. Let the dead bury the dead. If you can't keep your hand to the plow, he says you're not fit for the kingdom. All I'm saying is we have a great work of discipleship. The Greek term for disciple is, is, is mathetes, which means a disciple, a student, a follower, a committed learner. Right? He says to Peter, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Discipleship moves beyond learning. You, you ever met fo some folk, they, they, just, they just know stuff. <laughs> I mean, they, they smart. But it's about following and practice. Jesus called his disciples, and, 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 and I'm, I'm wrapping this up here. He's called his disciples, in other words, to take an active part as fishes of men. You, you can't just talk about how much you know, but it's the doing. It's the biblical right to make a disciple. That's Bible. It's not deep at all. The Bible commands us to go. We've been given a great commission that instructs us to make disciples engaging. So what is discipleship? My working definition is formation, transformation, and application of the word of God in the life of the believer. And I believe, church, that God calling us, he's calling us to be a disciple-making church, a disciple-making believers. And to do that effectively, we must practice what's been taught. See, see, application is different from uh, formation. 
the application is applying the word. It's not based on structure, but applying, putting to practice. That's what faith is about, putting to practice, believing the already but not yet. The faith, the size of a mustard seed. Isn't that something? And I believe it's our responsibility, not just for the pastor, not just for the deacons, not just for the trustees, not just for the choir, not for the preachers, but it's for everybody to make disciples of Christ. Who can make disciples? That's all of us. It's not just talking, but it's also doing. For those that have ears, let them hear. For God has spoken. I in here. Any thoughts? Questions? Can we hear from you? Anyone? Well, I think at my job that by me working with a bunch of teenagers that I make uh, disciples all the time because a couple of them, I just taught them the Lord's Prayer. Excellent. And I'm asking them now on the church with me, but a lot of them, they have to work on Sunday. So I'm asking my boss to revise their schedule for them so that they can go to church because a lot of them don't go to church because they're always working on Sunday. Wow. And my thought is that if they want to hear the word, you should give them at least one Sunday off a month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my, my thing of is you're the manager. You off on Sunday. Sometimes you ought to come to work and give some of them the time off so they can come and hear the word because they want to do Bible study. And I told them, I gave them the number. It was, it's on a program. And also now that we're getting back into the building, that we can all come in the flesh. But they love me and I love them. And I've taught them a lot of stuff within the last year. So I know that it makes me feel good that I'm helping them to go right and not left. That's good. See, sis, that's, that's empowerment. That's empowerment. Because mm -hmm. we must empower those we lead. Empower. Empower the people. So now, I, there was a study, Deacon Forrest, uh, some time ago, and they talked about that 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 discipleship that that there must be a buy-in from the pastors and the deacons about discipleship um, being intentional, and about forty percent agree that discipleship takes place. When someone is in power. So if the people. Are not being taught. If the people are not empowered. Inspired. That's a concern. All I'm saying is. We all share a role in discipleship. Disciple making. That we produce. Yes. Or have an environment that equips the believers. 
believe that's why so many of the young people are on the wrong path to life because they don't have any guidance. They don't have any leadership. Well, absolutely. I'm everybody's mother now. I'm just not my son and my daughter's mother. I feel like I'm everybody's mother that I come in contact with at, at work and at, at both my dogs because it's like they don't have nobody to lead them in the right direction. They ask me questions all the time and I answer them even though I'm not in Bible study. I have Bible study with them. And 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 that's 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 and that's it, sis. There there are there are many of us who 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 just come on Sunday morning. Now, due to our schedules, um, you know, God God knows, but uh, I'm saying we can do better. Exactly. Because discipleship ought to be progressive. And yeah. like some people, they work and don't go to church and they say, well, the good Lord knows where my heart is. Yeah, he know where your heart is. He know where your brain is also because he's the almighty. But what you got to do is just talk like I talk to my boss. I'm not working on no Sunday, no every Sunday. You can forget that because I'll quit before I do that because the good Lord provides anyway. Amen. Amen. And, Amen. And, 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 I, and I put my foot down. It's like if you don't say nothing, they don't care. They have you in there every Sunday. So I got my Sundays off. She said one Sunday a month, but I see now that she's giving me every Sunday off now. I don't know how long that'll last, but I guess because I put my foot down and she was like, oh, she's not to be played with because I was like, if I don't say anything, it's like I was at peak. I was off every other Sunday. And I didn't like that because I like to be in the Lord's house every Sunday. I'm not every other Sunday, every Sunday. Because to me, that's how I get my blessings. They don't understand. I got to live for the Lord, act for the Lord, and do the, the work of the Lord. And my work is going into the building, not saying, oh, I can watch it on TV. I can mm -hmm. go back on demand and see this and see that. I don't want to do that. I want to be at church in the flesh. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. I, I'm going to share this, and we'll let you go tonight. There ought to be some spiritual disciplines. And sometimes... We're, we're spiritually immature. When we talk about spiritual disciplines, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of spiritual formation for the life of the believer. I'm not talking about Sunday morning Christians. I'm talking to Christians who, outside of church, they, they, they know how to get a prayer through. They, they know how to um, evangelize. They know how to serve in the community. They know how to practice stewardship uh, and learn. Mm -hmm. you, you follow them? I'm talking about spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. And that spiritual discipline, it, it, it creates an atmosphere for growth. Formation, it deals with structure and developing. And we can't see right. Sunday after Sunday. We're preaching, we're teaching, we're visiting, sick and studying. But at some point, there has to be a transformation. Because if, 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 if you say you love me, at some point you got to demonstrate it. If you say you care about me, at some point, you got to lift me up in prayer. Mm 
Not just keep your neck on me, but lift me up in prayer. If you say you are a disciple, we should be lifting the church instead of always critiquing the church. Listen, there is no Amen. perfect church. I wouldn't care where you go. You can go down yonder. You, you're going to face some similar issues. There is no perfect assembly, no perfect church. Yes, you know we serve a perfect God. But we serve a perfect God. Come on now, help me somebody. But if we are spiritually in tune, formation, transformation, right? If we keep that at the forefront and getting back to the word, the best thing you can ever do for a believer is point them back to the word. I've said nothing tonight that's not biblical. Point people, always point them back to the text. Go therefore and make disciples. He didn't say just sit. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. God, we Amen. thank you. We thank you once again for your many blessings. God, we thank you, God, for allowing us to just go a little further. I thank you for every member of First Baptist Missionary Church. I thank you for everyone that's on the Bible study lying on tonight. And God, I pray, God, a, a, a spiritual breakthrough. I pray, God, that as we talk about disciple making, that hearts are changed, that we do the work of the ministry and go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Yes, God, you called us to be a great work, not just to be a great pastor, but I want to be a loving Christian. I want to be a Christian who, who serve God's people the best I can. And God, I want to run on and see what the end's going to be. You've called us, Amen. not men. You've called me, no. God. And I want to make you proud. I want to focus on your will. So you can say for all of us, well done, my good and faithful servant. We have this ministry and if we're going to do it, let us do it with excellency. Mm -hmm. Excellence. Could God demands it. Hallelujah. I'm grateful tonight. We shall be fruit bearing disciples. I decree. I declare by the authority that we shall swell spiritually and grow in the ammunition of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. and amen. 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 God bless you. Bless you tonight. I hope we gathered something. I hope we gathered something.